Alright everyone, welcome to a new and another episode of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. Guess what? I'm Mark, I'm a nerd, and I'm the host of this delectable podcast show that you are listening to. Um, I wasn't sure... Okay, so the podcast is actually a day late because I was, like I said last week, I was exhausted with Comic-Con. I underestimated just how much energy I was going to use being there because, um, as I mentioned before, I was actually at extra, um, San Diego Comic-Con. I was helping out with Extra Life which is the Children's Miracle Network charity, and I was in the eSports Lounge, so wherever there were like Mixer, and uh, they had video game tournaments, and Team Liquid Merge, and they were there, and it was actually really cool. Um, raised a good amount of money for the charity, met a lot of cool people, it was a great experience. That element aside, the heat, even though I live here in San Diego, just how hot it was, the amount of walking I did... And everything else just caught up to me. Um, I've had knee surgery in the past years ago, so I still feel it. I wear a knee brace, and it was just really physically taxing. And after, you know, friends texting and calling me constantly over the four days, whether it was to, you know, try and locate some items for them or just people asking me about the convention, I was, by Sunday night, I was like, I'm going to record an episode, talk about my experiences. And I was like, or... I can go see Lion King. And I was like, mm, or I could just get a frozen pizza and watch something on TV and not talk about Comic-Con. So obviously I chose frozen pizza and sitting on the couch. Um, it was... So yeah, no, I, I, I loved Comic-Con, don't get me wrong. I just don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to, like, dedicate a whole episode to talking about it. Just I was going to gloss over it really quick. Um... But it was really great working with Extra Life. I'm hoping I have another opportunity in the future to do that again because it was for a great cause and I actually had a lot of fun. It was really enjoyable. And for those of you who want to know about the Comic-Con Adventures, I I mean, I tweeted a fair amount while I was there and Instagram, so that's, that's where you can find all that stuff. And that being said, that's it. So let's get right into the meat and potatoes. And I got a lot of good comic books. Now, last week was a slow week for comic books because it is the week of Comic-Con, so there wasn't really any releases except for Loki number one, which is, you know, one of the first real comics post-War of the Realms, and so I, had, I picked that up. I got the Carnageized cover because it looks really badass, and I also got the Daredevil number eight Carnageized cover, but I'm not reading Daredevil right now. I'm not pulling it. I just like the Carnageized cover, so I was like, oh, I'm going to get it, um, but no, Loki number one was really good. Uh, it has the right balance of humor, but it's not, it's the humor where it's, it's funny, obviously, because that's humor, but it shows still how intelligent and forward-thinking Loki is, which is the, that's when that character's at the best. Not when he's just making one-liners in this and that, but when you th see the snide remarks, but also how calculative or calculating he is. So it was like a good balance. And, you know, Thor obviously was brought in because it's Loki. And, you know, so it was. it's a really good comic. Um, I think this is going to be a series that's now on my poll list. I think I'm going to really enjoy it. I don't know, obviously, how long this run is going to go, but it's on the list now. 
But that was really it for last week. So I picked up some more um, comic book frames from BCW Supplies, which is going to be a trend almost every week, I think. Whenever I talk about my comics, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got more BCW Supply stuff. If anyone at BCW Supply is listening, look at I'm waving the flag of BCW Supplies. Send me stuff because that's expensive after a while. But this week was this was the week I was waiting for for comics. Outside of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive covers, which were mainly covers for comics that have already been out, so it's nothing new from a story standpoint. We had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 41, which I have been waiting for for basically a month because I want to know who the Omega Rangers are and continue the necessary evil story arc. And so I picked that up. Um, House of X just started. So I'm really excited to dive in that. Oh, by the way, I'm actually recording on a Wednesday. And I know what you're thinking, Mark, doesn't the podcast go live on Wednesday? Yeah, it does. I've been tired because then I jumped right back into work on Monday. But that's besides the point. So yeah, House of X started. It's a big X-Men event. Um, I'm curious because I feel like from the preview press release I got, we're getting kind of like that over-ideal Professor Xavier where he's technically a villain now so i'm really excited and then obviously i I, anyone on social media knows i'm I'm a big archie comics guy so we had archie versus predator 2 not the second issue it's like the second round of their um fighting this against each other so issue one of that started and then i was really shocked that so quickly we got same day today two dc comic black label um, Curse of the White Knight books. Um, we got book one, and then we got book one Azrael also. And I'm 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 really intrigued about this because we had Superman Year One, but a majority of the Black Label stuff right now that's on the market is Batman related, and it seems like they're very heavily focusing on the Joker constantly. And um, I mean yeah, in Batman Damn Three, Swamp Thing was in there. I mean, no spoiler. I'm not gonna explain it, but. I'm curious as to if Batman is, like, the flagship, like, character they're going to be doing a lot of DC Black Label stuff for. Because I know they're going to be doing more horror comics in a couple months that have nothing to do with Batman. But for right now, it seems like they're heavily relying on Batman and the Joker. And um, that's really it for now. I mean, I picked up some other stuff, like, just back issues, symbiote Spider-Man variants. So it wasn't really a drastic day, but for major issues, like... Really excited for Black Label, uh, Curse of the White Knight books, Archie vs. Predator 2, House of X, and Power Rangers. Like, Power Rangers story is getting really good. So right after this, I'm going to start editing, and then I'm going to read those comics, and then, ta-da, I can relax again. Um, but yeah, that's really it for comics. It's We're going into that weird frame, time frame of the summer where it's like we're going to get some new ones, uh, new arcs and this and that. Um, but... I don't know if really there's going to be anything major from a story standpoint coming out. And of course, as I'm recording, there's a, a ambulance. Oh wow, my mic didn't pick it up, so I didn't have to pause there. Um, but yeah, that's it for really comic books. It's a s- slow time period. Like video games are the same way. Um, I mentioned last week, PlayStation Classic, twenty bucks. Couldn't say no. I actually went through and beat the original Sukunen. Or Suikoden, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I say Suikoden. It was just... I remember buying that game when I was a kid. Just going to Ames, which is a long-dead retail chain. 
in these co- in New England, I believe. I don't know if it was countrywide, and I remember buying that game. I remember playing it because you know I was a young lad, I was maybe eleven years old, didn't really know much about JRPGs, and I just remember falling in love with that game and just replaying it again. And I got the perfect hundred eight stars on my first uh, playthrough because I just the memory just like kicked in while I was playing. I was like, oh, I need to go to this town and that town. I could recruit this person, but it was just. It was nice to revisit older games every once in a while where graphics weren't the main bread and butter of it. It was the story, the characters, and the combat, and gameplay was just mm, top-notch. So now that that's done, I'm going to be jumping into Suikoden 2 this week, and I'll probably have that beat by next week. But that's really not a lot of video games. I mean, I've been playing Tappan on my phone still because I'm a sucker for card games. And Capcom did really good with this one. Actually, it's really enjoyable. And it's free. So if you guys haven't, go check it out. It's on Google Play Store and the um, iTunes Store, Apple Store, whatever they want to call it on their phone. And, yeah, that it, it was that's really, that's really like a slow week for me. I'm, like, I'm still recuperating. Um, been icing the knee down a lot. So I haven't really been doing anything drastic. Like, the comic books. Like, that's the most energy. Like, I mean, I'm still going to work. That's why it's like I haven't had downtime to just decompress. Monday was my decompression day, which was just, I literally ate unhealthy, relaxed, and just binged Westworld on HBO Go. And that was it. <laughs> but, um, so I was thinking about, since I didn't want to talk about San Diego Comic Con, what kind of topic to talk about this week, because... You know, most uh, you'll notice as more episodes come out, a lot of my topics are drawn from conversations that I have with my friends, and just like I was like, oh, sh-, like I'll be like, oh shit, that'd be a great podcast episode or a great topic to talk about. Then I'm like, hey, you guys want to go on the podcast? They're like, no, nah, we don't, we don't, we don't want to be on there. We just don't want to, you know, we don't have the equipment or the setup or we just don't have time. So I'm talking to my friends uh, about reboots and like reimaginings and remakes because there's so many. And it, it stemmed from the announcement that we're getting the Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends. Um, two more sequels to the Halloween, not reboot, but sequel that kind of makes it so everything post-Halloween 2 didn't happen. And my friend was just like, well, why? Is Hollywood out of original ideas? And it's not like, I, I think once something's a certain age old from like you know like child's play yeah we got seed of chucky cult of chucky and this and that but the actual title child's play it's been quite some time since we've had like a child's play movie which i consider child's play a different franchise from chucky because child's play was you know one two and three and then after that it was chucky those are two separate franchises with the same villain to me um so I was like, well, it's been a while since there's been Child's Play. But mind you, that movie was trash. The reboot was horrible. And he was just like, oh, well, you know, it Chapter 2 is coming out. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, that's, you know, that's going to be good. That looks amazing. The first Chapter 1 was really good. But then we started talking. I was like, yeah, well, they're rebooting the Saw franchise. And I thought out, first thing that popped in my mind, I was like, that franchise isn't that old. Like, we just got a Jigsaw movie, like, two, not even two full years ago. And Saw's not that old of a franchise to automatically get a reboot. It's kind of like, 
the Spider-Man situation where everyone's like, oh, well, Spider-Man 3 flopped, now let's do Amazing Spider-Man. And I'm like, in my head, I justified it because I was like, well, Spider-Man, the comic book, is based off of the Amazing or Fantasies. And Amazing Spider-Man is its own, just like Ultimate Spider-Man. And it's that they're different. Like, there's a Spider-Verse just like the film. I was like, no, that's a different, technically a different Peter Parker. Same with, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, I was like, that's a different Spider-Man than Amazing Spider-Man or Ultimate Spider-Man. So I was like, I don't count that as a reboot. But then again, the general public who doesn't read comic books and that, they will say it's a reboot. And we were just talking about it. I was like, well, there's still apparently a Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. And he's just like, really? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, I didn't mind the last reboot, but now they're rebooting a reboot. So does that mean it's a reimagining? Because it can't just be a remake. Because a reboot, I consider a franchise. Well, so to kind of be a conundrum or a hypocrite to what I previously stated, the whole MCU Sony Spider-Man, that's technically a reboot because it's rebooting a franchise. Whereas something like Total Recall, that's just a remake because it's a one-off. And then a reimagining is taking something that was trash and giving it a remake but making it better, so to speak, which very few things fall in that category. I would say It, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 would fall in that category, but that would mean that I'm saying It with Tim Curry is trash when nothing Tim Curry has ever done or will ever do is trash. That man, mm, genius. I, I love Tim Curry, so I'll never, I will never speak an ill word of that man. But that's the, the only thing I could think of as a reimagining. Like kind of like Lion King right now, it's not a reboot, it's not a remake, it's a reimagining because it's taking a cartoon film and reimagining it as live action. Same with Beauty and the Beast, and now soon, like eventually, The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. And so it's like so basically, Disney's doing all the reimaginings because they're taking these cartoon ones and turning them into live action. Which, all right, I will say this Lion King really quick, like so, like. Not bad. It looked amazing. Amazing visuals. But there ha- there, ha- there comes a time when you got to realize these musicians and actors on the screen are not voice actors. There are voice actors who could be hired for these roles who would do a phenomenal job because they are trained and used to being able to portray emotion and draw feelings out of the out of the audience with just their voice and how their tone and how they present it. Whereas most actors, they're on the screen, so you can draw out the emotion with your facial. You can you could you know make you you could tell the story with body language, you and facial expressions that. But you don't get that when you when you're a voice actor. So Beyonce is not a voice actress, and every no, that was a poor choice in my opinion, for that movie to have her in it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Just like Aladdin. Aladdin was great. I think the the crap that Will Smith got for being the genie was unwarranted and no one gave it a chance. After seeing the film, I was like, God damn, Will Smith was great as a genie. Like, he put his spin on the music and the sound. He was great. Now, Jafar, on the other hand, no. No, thank you. He looked weak. And just wasn't menacing enough. 
and I just could not, I couldn't get into him as Jafar. Like, they could have casted someone else. Like, I made jokes because I'm a wrestling fan. I was like, you want someone, like, brooding and, like, physicality that would, like, be physically imposing as a Jafar? Could have, like, Jinder Mahal from WWE, you know? There's so many people that, like, because I got a scrawny. And I think the hype when they were doing all, like, the social media posts showing him, like, working out without a shirt, it's like, dude's in, like, five layers of clothes the whole entire movie. Like, you're marking, oh, that's, oh, like, bad way to market your Jafar, really, honestly, when you think about it. But, you know, I digress. It was still a good film. Lion King, mm, I don't know. It it was an unnecessary, like, to do it the way they did and not have, like, more, uh, actual voice actors and actresses instead of just bringing in celebrities like John Oliver and Seth Rogen. So like that was not needed at all, but there's a lot, there's like, so just the reboots and remakes and reimaginings. There's been so many in recent years and it's not going to stop anytime soon, but is it, there's that line. Cause there's, there's a line for two sides of this like war of opinions. There's the people who are like, oh, well, you got to reboot it. Nothing's wrong with the original. And then there's people who are like, well, now the technology's caught up. We can make it look really good. Kind of like it. It was, mm, that was so, like, they used to special effects. Like, they made it really creepy. Whereas in the original one, it was the tone. It was Tim Curry's laugh. And this, that, that really, like, made it creepy for me as a kid. Watching it now as an adult, I'm like, eh. I see it as campy. But, the new one, I was like, shit, this is good. I like this. Whereas, but the other side of the coin is like, yeah. You know, also there's a whole generation that didn't get to experience these when they came out. Like Evil Dead, when Sam Raimi produced the reboot. And I say reboot because I was under the impression that it was going to lead to a sequel and this and that. And then we got Ash versus Evil Dead, and I don't know if that ties into... That one, it's 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 weird gray area, but Evil Dead is a prime example. One of my favorite films. I was a wee lad when Evil Dead Two came out, so obviously I didn't see it then. I saw Army of Darkness when I was like seven, and then I was like, "What is this?" And then you know, went to my local blockbuster, and they were stupid enough to not care to check the fact that this, you know. 13 year old just grabbed evil dead evil dead 2 and dead alive and just walked and walked up to the counter paid my three or four dollars and walked out with those movies and they didn't even like bat an eye that i was way underage for that but evil dead was really good remake because the first one was supposed to get it two had some campy humor in it but the remake like when she took the electric tur- turkey carving knife and was like cutting her arm off and this and that i was like oh they made it creepy and it, but even then, it still wasn't like special effects heavy, but it was just filming quality, and it was just it was good. And I was like, okay, this is like a reboot. Like, there's few times when I see a reboot, and I'm like, I actually want to see this. Child's Play, I was all hyped for. Anyone on social media knows I was like, this is what I want. I've always wanted a Child's Play modernized with you know special effects, make it gritty and dark and really scary, and then. What I got was probably one of the worst movies I've seen this year. And I've seen a lot of movies. So it's it's really tough with the remakes. Like, I don't... There's so many um, 
And it's only going to get worse. I mean, especially with Saw. If they're rebooting Saw, that means we're not just getting Saw 1. Like, they're going to... This is a whole reboot of the franchise. And I'm like, shit. No. I don't want that. Like, we have newer franchises that are killing it right now. Like, The Conjuring has its own universe. Because we've had Conjuring 1 and 2. And we've had two Annabelle films. And we've had The Nun. And now, technically, the Curse of La Llorona is a part of that Conjuring universe. I was like, that's a good franchise. Leave. Like, keep doing stuff like that. We don't need the Saw franchises brought back. And then if they are doing A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I haven't heard any details from other than it was happening. And I thought we were going to get some information like at Comic-Con, but we haven't. At least I haven't found any. And I'm not doing the research for it, honestly, because I don't care. But I was like, do we really need a reboot? Because the other one failed to an extent for what a lot of people's like critic response to it. I liked it. I thought I always forget the actor's name, but he was Rorschach and Watchmen. I thought he did a phenomenal job as Freddy Krueger. But if we're getting another reboot, what's like why? Like not, then it's almost like beating a dead horse, and you're actually ruining the character itself. Kind of like Scream. Scream. You know, Scream Four was technically. Uh, a remake but a sequel still because it was a, it, it, but it did it as a satire on itself but still kept it as a horror film and I was like genius that was genius and then it led to the TV series which I thought you know the first season was good season 2 was alright and then they just made a new season that's technically a reboot on the TV show franchise and I'm like really? no thank you I don't want to watch this and it seems like most of the movies getting reboots are horror films because even though I it's a horror film but it had some humor in it well mainly Gremlins 2 did but Gremlins is getting rebooted still I don't know when um, I'm going to consider I'm going to put it in the remake category because a remake is a one-off and unless they're going to make you know two or three films as right now it's just a remake and that's one of my favorite films like hands down top five and I'm just like, well, if it's done right, I have no qualms with them making it. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I want to sit through, you know, what if it ends up like, like Child's Play kind of ruined reboots for me. Cause I'm just like, well, I don't, I don't understand now. Like, how could you fuck up one of the easiest concepts ever? A doll that kills people. Annabelle is a doll with a soul in it that's been like trying to take other people's souls. Like, and that was done decent it's like how do you fuck up child's play i don't get it i don't understand the there's no logic behind how you could fuck that up but they did it they ruined it and i was like all right whatever and so gremlins now it's like anytime i hear about a franchise being rebooted i'm like um especially a horror franchise i'm like oh no there this is gonna be bad i don't want to i don't want to witness this i don't but then there's that part of me, like, when you hear the tire screech and you wait to hear if there's a, the, the, the accident itself, even though you, you don't wish anyone to be in a car accident because that's a horrible thing, but there's just that pause and you're just like, okay? And then you're like, oh, nope, not, not, a, not, a, not an accident. Carry on with your day. Or that's what I'm like with these reboots because I'm like, ah, uh, it's like, I want to see it. And I was like, and if it's bad, it gives me something to talk about. And it's good, it gives me something to talk about. But, but yeah, that's 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 really it. Like, I I don't know if 
I honestly don't know where I'm going with that because like I'm I'm on the fence. Like I want to believe that reboots and the remakes can work. Like Blair Witch, even though it didn't, it was still called Blair Witch. That was technically a sequel to the original one, not the whole Blair Witch Two. Was it Book of Shadows or weird stuff where there was like an orgy in the woods and like I don't know. That was just a really awkward movie to watch, but it took place real time x amount of years later and i was like oh that's smart because it's technically a sequel but you don't need to watch the original because it fills you in enough and it's for a new generation and it was actually really good it was i thoroughly enjoyed that so there are times where remakes and reboots work but then there's time where they're just shit and let's face it most of the time they're shit to an extent, at least, you know, I think so, in my opinion. I might be hypercritical, because most of the time when a reboot comes out, I'm a fan of the original, and then I'm just like, oh, don't you dare. Whereas it, because I keep going back to that, I'm a fan of the book. And so I was like, okay, I get why some stuff was cut. We, we don't need to talk about what wasn't in the film from the book, because it didn't need to be in there, because it would have been awkward. But that's when it can work. But uh, I'm interested in revisiting this topic once more reboots and remakes are announced because I feel like that's going to be something that's going to be around especially more when Hollywood studios want more and more money and they think that you know a reboot is the safe option I mean hell from a TV I mean we're getting Lord of the Rings as a TV series from Amazon even though it's going to take place as a prequel to even The Hobbit but it's like okay sure why not like, it's money. They're going to make money with it, so why not go for it? But other than all that, you know, it's it's interesting. It's always been something that's been on my mind. Like, I'll tweet about it here and there, but I'm just like, I've never just, other than talking to my friends about it, I've never just been like, let's talk about reboots and remakes. Like, and most of the time, I don't even know some of them even happen. All of friends actually just call or text me and be like, hey, did you hear about this? And I'm like, no. Like the Saw one, I didn't even know about that. And I was like, that's that's interesting, I guess. And Gremlins, I, like, I mean, we've been hearing about the possibility of a Gremlins remake for years now, so I never put any weight behind it, but apparently that's being brought back up to the surface and people are talking about that. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's some validity that this is going to happen. And if it does, I'm okay with it. Why not? But really, that's it for reboots and remakes. Like, I can go on, but then a lot of stuff gets repetitive, and it would just be me bringing up more movies that failed and didn't work. And let's, like, like the Terminator. I don't even, oh, okay. I don't know if this is a reimagining, a reboot, a remake. I don't know what it is, If it's because it's, it can't be just a plain sequel, because it seems like the last couple movies have just retconned and made it so the first two Terminator films did not happen the way they did. So, and three didn't happen apparently now. Like, it's very confusing, and I don't understand that franchise anymore. Unlike The Predator, which technically is a sequel to Predator 1 and 2, not The Predator's one with Topher Grace and Adrian Brody when they're on a weird planet. And I was just like, okay, I don't know if this is a reboot or remake. I'm like, I'll just consider it a sequel, even though it's technically a good Predator film to watch if you haven't seen the other ones for a new generation. That seems to be like the trend with the reboots. But I digress because, you know, it's a thing. 
By the way, off topic for the reboots remakes, just a follow-up to last week's Save Swamp thing. DC announced that they are going to have another season of Titans and Doom Patrol gets a season two. But where the fuck is Swamp Thing? Okay, I'm just saying episode nine airs this week. There's one more episode left after that. So next week is the, the series finale when it should have been the season finale. So we get a season two. But those assholes are keeping quiet and they're not even talking about it. And I'm very upset because while I was at Comic-Con, I did not see anybody trying to track them down and ask them where Swamp Thing. I actually tried to find them. Like, did anyone from DC, whether I was like, I knew they had the panel and they were talking about it, but I didn't get to go to the panel. So I was like, I'm going to find them. And I'll be like, oh, hey, how's it going, you guys? Love DC Universe. Great app. Where the fuck is Swamp Thing season two? Give me that season. But just saying, now I just wanted to update and clarify that we still do not have a Swamp Thing season two. So, hmm. Another show that I mentioned during that, The Nosferatu, in case you guys are wondering, it will the whole entire first season will be exclusive on Shudder in a couple months. I believe September or October. So be on the lookout for that because that is a great show. And the fact that it's going to be on Shudder, one, helps them because they have a great show exclusive to them. So people will definitely subscribe for it. Two, it's a great show. And I'm glad it's going to be streaming so I can marathon it again. But with that being said, thank you for listening to episode three of A Nerd Day, Mark. My name is Mark. Make sure you follow me on my social media. It's at the underscore Ion Vein, I-O-N-V-E-I-N, on both Twitter and Instagram. Snapchat is just Ion Vein. But if you go to my Twitter, you can see all, all the links and stuff to find me, the Discord. And also, if you want to learn more about Extra Life, you can find some inf- a link and information on my Twitter account as well. Um, it's a great cho- uh, charity for the Children's Miracle Network, helping you know over 170 to 180 children's hospitals here in the U.S. and Canada, and it's just it's a great charity. So if you get the chance, go check that out on my Twitter page and give them a follow as well, because it's at it's at Extra Life, the letter four, and then kids. So it's Extra Life for Kids. So check them out. Give them a follow. Retweet their stuff. Spread more awareness of this great charity. With that being said, thank you for listening to A Nerd Named Mark. I'm Mark, and I'm a nerd.